looking down the hole, you're looking up at This ain't no disco While we were trying to get a hold of you, Matt was trying to add you to the thing because I don't know why we put Matt in charge of this kind of stuff. I, I know, it, right? I got it instantly. Like, it was not an issue for me to do it, you fuck. Okay, that's right. But anyway, Matt was like, he was like looking for you and he, he like saw your picture. He's like, what is it? This hentai picture? And I started <laughs> fucking dying. And he's like, well, isn't that what it's called? Like, getting all this serious about it. And I'm like, no, it's anime, dude. <laughs> It's like, aren't I, they the same thing? Oh, man. I mean, to certain people, they are. Yeah. Legitimately did not know they were separate things. <laughs> yeah, one has, like, you know, uh, tentacle monsters sticking things in places. <laughs> it's like the emphasis in which you say something. Like, you know. I don't know if it's sexualized or not. It's It all depends on what the creatures are doing in the cartoon. But that's a best the sea god or whatever. <laughs> Or that new, uh, what's the one that produces tentacle tokens? Oh, the three drop thing. Yeah. Yeah, that thing would be more fuckable than <laughs> Thassa Best the Sea God. God damn it. I'm so turned on right now. <laughs> See? Hentai. <laughs> well, fuck. What have you been up to, Corey? Uh, nothing much. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we yeah. got you. Yeah. Okay, good, good. good. I'm, uh, my level's good? Yeah, you good. All right. Literally um, cannot sound worse than Matt on a regular basis, so. True. So, uh, the Heavy Meta guys, they did their Christmas special, and they had, like, this uh, Audio-Technica mic giveaway. Yes, sir. And I was so hoping that I was going to win it so I could fucking send it to Matt. And I fucking, it, I had the exact same thought process where I was just like, <laughs> oh, if I win this, Matt is going to get the best birthday present. Because it's really just giving me a gift at that point. Yeah, well, it's giving so many people a gift. <laughs> Everybody who has to listen to your dumb voice. Yeah, I'm just bad with I can't. I am going to stab you in your neck. If I can afford a mic and I'm unemployed, I think you can handle it. Yeah, but that's a whole thing of having to do it is the is the real thing. You mean plugging it into your USB? No, no, no. Like, no, Corey, he, he would have to go on Amazon. Yeah, he would have to buy. click three separate buttons. Oh, man, that's... And then when it came in the mail, he would have to open the box. And then inside the box, there's another box with the mic in it. Like, this is this whole process. There's probably tape over those boxes. God damn it. Yeah, so he would have to find, like, a knife or a pair of scissors. And we so know how dangerous those are. You guys get it. <laughs> so, we actually have some shit. Well, I actually thought of some shit driving five hours the other day. Sexy, to, sexy. To actually talk about that. Urza not being dead. Wait, before... Um, you say anything else. Um, do you remember that one time where I told you that Urza was still going to be a deck and you were like, there's no way. Oh, there's no way it's going to be a deck. Oh. Yeah, I'll eat my words on that. Cool. For sure. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to be viable. Yeah, I was wrong. That's okay. Toothless, that's all I want. Toothless little bitch. <clears throat> that's fine. You telling me that I'm right to just... Did you I'm ever, this you ever see podcast. How to Train Your Dragon? Like the movie? Yeah. Yeah, the dragon's name's Toothless. Yeah, but everyone loves him. That's the... <laughs> It was a windy path, but we got there. <laughs> I was like waiting you what what you were gonna try to put together with that. I am more than impressed. <laughs> I got there. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Fetch and Shock podcast. I am your host, a house made of straw, Tyler. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, a house made of sticks, Matt. And this week. 
we have a very special, a house made of bricks, Corey. Corey, what is up, dude? What's up, guys? Glad to be back. And I really hope just because I'm made out of bricks, that doesn't mean that you're not going to try and blow me. Uh, oh, no, 100%. I like that. <laughs> that wasn't even scripted. That was a good one. We're both going to have to to get you down. <laughs> Teamwork oh, makes starting off so well. <laughs> Teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah. Uh, me and Matt, if you haven't learned at this point, we are greater than the, than the sum of our parts. So you're in for a great time. You, you guys are like a meld card. Oh my god! Yeah, we're we're uh, Brazella. That uh, is the worst fucking angels. meld card. Which one's the worst meld card? Us blowing oh, are... Corey. <laughs> <laughs> god damn it! I prefer like the uncommon rat, you know, to blow me. <laughs> More power to you, bud. Yeah, if like we were a meld card, we would be awful. Be good. Maybe like the two commons that come together and make something that, that make like a basic land. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of rats, uh, this is the year of the rat. So happy rat year to you guys. Yeah, happy rat year, everyone. And uh, they came out with what the um, special secret drop? layer. Secret layer. Yeah, it's super secret layer of and the rats. It was just rats. And what'd you guys think? Oh yeah, we totally like passed that up because I we just actually... like for some reason ran under our radar until like last week and then we Wait. talked about it and we were like oh yeah we should have probably talked about that and then forgot about it entirely it was after we stopped recording that we were talking about it yeah exactly and we we're like oh we should have talked about this yeah well we did yeah it was like I, oh good episode we covered a lot of ground there uh oh wait we're fucking idiots i did not know how expensive that one rat uh the maronar yeah 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 a uh, little little on the expensive side uh i would have bought that uh, secret layer because I am a rat aficionado, but I just was not a fan of most of the art. Corey, you being it. a rat like aficionado is the least surprising thing I think of. Yeah, I mean, they're all about discard, and uh, they're all dirtily, so it's perfect for me. Yeah, it seems that seems like right up your alley. <laughs> yeah, but did you guys see that, um, was it the Relentless Rats, or Rat Colony has gone up in price? Really? That's the worst like the, one, isn't it? The regular one uh, not the secret layer one. I think is see what it is. TCG well, player average two ninety two. Well, I'm looking at the secret layer one right now, and it's only like six bucks on Card Kingdom. The Rat Colony from Dominaria is two forty nine, and the Rat Colony is actually sold out, but six ninety. Oh, wasn't that like a common from Dominaria? Yeah. Wow. Was a okay. MTG Finance Podcast. Uh, go through your old Dominaria commons and pull them shits out. I guarantee I have some of these in a box somewhere. It's funny you mention that because I was building a uh, Corvald rat deck that the guys over at the Salty Commanders podcast, uh, they had put together, and it was an interesting little little brew. Uh, check them out. I think it was podcast number 15 of theirs. Ooh. And I was like, this is actually a decent-looking deck. I'm not usually a fan of the you know more than one-ofs in an EDH deck. Um, but it seemed annoying, and so I bought 25 rat colonies at 50 cents a piece. And now that the buy list is like what 163 a piece, I'm like, yeah, fuck this deck. Oh, you're I'm cashing rich that now. shit in. You're gonna sell your rat colonies, just buy like a new house. You're gonna have yeah. a vacation home in like Barbados or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Worth it. Yeah, rat colony is such a sick card, though. Everything from this that whole set was just 
That's so the worst cool. one, though. The I other mean, I guess not in the context the... of, like, the decks that you're putting it in, right? No, Relentless is just better. It gets plus one, plus one. Yes, and this one only gets the plus power. Plus one, plus oh. Yeah. Granted, it costs one more, but... Yeah, we're going for cheap rats, bud. I feel like it's worth it to spend an extra mana and have additional toughness as well. I guess also you're in, it's in Commander, too. Yeah, there's, so I guess like, there's not a lot of sweepers isn't to deal super with, like... Well, that and they have a fuck about sweepers or sweepers. There's not really sweepers. Two damage. This deck, by the way, I'll, I'll send it to you guys, but it is gross. There's a Bantu's Monument, so the rats end up costing just a single black. Ooh, that's insane. And then where is... Okay, so Blood Bond March. It is two, a black, and a green for an enchantment. Whenever a creature spell is played, each player returns all cards with the same name as that spell from his or her graveyard to play. Oh, huh. So, you know, you just, uh, who cares if your rats die? Because you go ahead and cast one and uh, they all come back and God forbid you have a war storm surge out. Jesus. You just <laughs> blow up the fucking world. Wouldn't it be better to play white somehow and play like uh, Rally the Peasant? Yeah, is it Rally be... the Peasant? A Rally the Peasants is the white with the flashback for a red that gives creatures plus one. Ancestors, Rally of Ancestors, Rally the yeah, Ancestors. That's the, that's the It's X white white and returns everything X or less. But if you're making a rat deck... You're not playing white, yeah. Like mono black just seems like the move, right? Yeah, I think you kind of have to. I think there are some... There's the there's a black red rat uh, dissension I think. Yeah, but again, if you're playing mono if you're playing mono rats, the whole goal of that has to be keeping it theme. Keep it themey, bitch. Oh yeah, <laughs> keep keeping it themey. I think the Corvold version is just like an ultimate sacrifice version where uh, you have things like greater good, where oh, the, yes. the rats get super big, so you don't mind discarding what uh, three cards after you draw like nine. Yeah, exactly. Like, as long as you're drawing more than four cards, that card is insane. Yeah. Wizards make rats great again. <laughs> I think they just did. It's the year of the rat. They just, well, they they didn't make them, like, the cards different, but they gave them different art. Print an Oko in rat form. Yeah, what? Just print a Print a one-mana black planeswalker that says, plus one, make a one-one rat. Minus oh two, make three one-one rats. Did you and just start... try to say a one-mana planeswalker? Fuck it. It's making a one-one rat. <laughs> Actually, that, I think you don't. Honestly, that's probably better than like bitter blossom. Let's be very yeah, honest. that's like significantly better. <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. It just come. It just comes down just, with zero loyalty. Just Fuck a death yellow, right shaman, yeah. but like rat form. Oh. And like I have some fond memories of playing. Rat. Um, okay, razor so, razor tooth was the. Uh, I used to have a mono black deck, and that couldn't be blocked. Oh yeah, but now you got me thinking. A rat planeswalker would be sick. I mean, there pretty much is one. It's like Marinars. Yeah, but I'm talking about like an actual factual rat planeswalker. Oh, uh, like fucking makes Master rats. Splinter, dude. Yeah, just yeah, Master <laughs> Splinter. Exactly. He just makes rats, or he makes turtle tokens, and you sacrifice a turtle token. No, you don't sacrifice a turtle token. You do stuff. You sacrifice other shit to make your turtle stronger. You, oh, sacrifice, you sacrifice the rats. It makes no. It makes a pizza token, and then you <laughs> sacrifice the pizza token. Any turtle gains the ability to sacrifice the pizza token. Put two one one counters on it. Put it. Put an Umazawa's Jitte on the battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down. I'm sold. So it's basically food tokens. So what you're saying is that we need to get like an altar of food tokens, but just to have like a Pizza Hut pizza on there. Guys, I think we just remade Oko. 
<laughs> Sounds like it. See, this is how it got started at Wizards. They were all joking around, and before you knew stoned it, stoned after work, it's like sitting around. It's like, what if we made one that made food? <laughs> oh, that reminds me, dude. Let's order some pizza. Fuck yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got I got pizza pockets in the freezer. <laughs> What's that thing we used to eat back in the day? Oh yeah, pussy. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. God damn it. Well, back on these rat cards. Um, I mean, these are great. The art though, some of these arts are fucking wild. I think I'm it's just like not the... not a fan of like the. Uh, it looks like that one movie, the something in Otis. Fuck, am I trying to think of? You know where the little mice go on the I was adventure? Saying, you're talking about yeah, like the uh, it's like a, the cartoon one. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a big fan of that art style so much. It was like an early '90s, like late '80s, like Disney style thing. Absolutely, now I gotta fucking look this shit up. Yeah, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about because I definitely watched it. But like, oh, some of like, them aren't cartoony. But the like the ink eye, the ink eye's uh, servant of Oni. That one's like like a black and white like ink, hard ink drawing. It is wild. It is so good. Oh yeah, that one is like the best of that whole set. I honestly think that might might be like the best secret lair art that we've seen. Oh, I see what you mean. It is like black and white. That's pretty dope. Yeah. And I can only imagine. I haven't seen those in person, obviously, because I don't know anybody who has purchased that. But I can imagine those look unreal in foil. So I ended up getting um, the five color uh, secret lair. Oh, yeah. The one with like the sliver, the sliver lord and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. The commander yeah. one not the planeswalker one yeah i just wanted it for um the dragon you know because Your i dragon. have a commander deck yeah and those cards look so much better than i anticipated like i took them out and i was like just by myself in my house just like in awe like wow this looks amazing yeah just like drooling on them before you can even put them in sleeves absolutely yeah well our buddy austin bought uh the dredge one because he plays dredge in every format bought four and, of them yeah he bought four of them so he could have play sets of each of them and i saw them like the first time he played one against me i'm like whoa, 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 whoa we have to stop this game and like completely you have to like take these out of your deck so i can see them because i had not seen any of them yet so then we had to stop the game i looked at all of them and then we restarted a new game just because i had to look at how fucking good they were <laughs> like i didn't expect that foiling process to be as nice i hate foils these foils are something i can get behind see i don't think it was the foiling process i think the like the art style because those five color ones those look oh, fucking yeah. incredible the um what the fuck is the cantrip serum looked fucking incredible yeah the the serum ones is very good looked incredible the cat ones like i'm sure there's people who are fucking going crazy because cats are probably love it but Oh, yeah. Like, I have, I have not seen the cat ones in person, but I have seen the Serum Vision ones, and I have seen the Dredge ones. I have not seen the four-color ones, or the five-color Commander ones in person, but I actually have seen them online, and those ones look fucking nuts, too. But I'm sure they're just even better online, or in person. Yeah, I'm sure. Just to tie a little bow on this, um, it, the movie was An American Tale, Fievel Goes West. Oh, fucking Fievel, bud. Yep. Yeah, that's what I... It's like... It's just the it's pretty just much like a metaphor for, with animals. No, it's like a metaphor for Lawrence or something. Ah, it would have been better if it's the Oregon Trail, both animals. Probably. Oh, that's a new plan. We're we're dropping the podcast and we're making an all animated movie that's just the Oregon Trail, but all the animals die of dysentery. <laughs> I'm down. Fuck that game. <laughs>
You God try and it. shoot those ox, dude. That's harder than it looks. <laughs> that bullshit green screen. You can barely even see what you're doing. I would say that that screen does not translate very well to a game. <laughs> you can barely read the text, let alone do any of the actual things that you're supposed to do. God damn it. And welcome to the Fetch and Chalk Oregon Trail podcast. You know, uh, the funny thing about the Oregon Trail is that it involved the pioneers. You motherfucker. <laughs> Woo! Smooth. Wow, I just got snaked so hard on my fucking He undercut you hard. Wow, I I I felt it coming. I felt it coming, and I had to I had to step up and do it. Corey, I think you're the queen of transitions now. Oh, behave! (laughs) (laughs) I have not been usurped as the king, but you are rapidly approaching. He's a queen of something. (laughs) Transitions. We already covered that, but pioneer. Yeah, Pioneer is a format um, that we have actually got to see some, I know it's hard to believe, but we actually got to see coverage of a Pioneer. Yeah, we had a uh, lot of it. two players tours this past weekend. Yeah, and I didn't think in the year 2020, I would say that we had magic coverage of anything, but you know, turns out that well, there, was a, still two, there were two players tours and the uh, SCG. Yeah, so we had an entire weekend of magic coverage. And I tried to like bounce in and out of like seeing what was going on, but I'm so disconnected from the world of actually watching paper magic being played. That I was like, Oh, I just like, I have not put this on my priority list in so long. Like there was a point in time in my life where during the weekend I would have that stream of like whatever GP was going on on my television, like nonstop. And like, I would bounce in and out of like doing actual things with my life and watching that. But it was always on because I just knew every weekend I would be able to see some kind of coverage. Now I'm just like, oh, I forgot this existed. This is such a, n- a nuanced concept. now. Yeah, I haven't um, actually pulled up Twitch to watch Magic in a very long time. So I was able to uh, pull it up and catch some of the matches. And holy crap. So I, I was watching, what was I watching? The fucking, in the finals, it was Spirits versus Auras. Yes. Uh, Pro Tour Naguya or whatever. Yes. Players Tour. Uh, whatever. <laughs> it was uh, Bant Spirits versus Saram Aura, so Orzov. Yeah, which was such a wild deck to see in the finals. But like that was also the Naguya one. And I can't remember the last time I looked at results from any tournament that happened in Japan and looked at deck lists and thought, oh, I would have thought of that. That's no, all the guys fucking wild. No, they're they're a they're a level above, maybe two or three. Yeah, every time I look at a, a, a Japanese list, I'm just like, wow, they are going so deep on this, and I love it so much. And so it looks like we have five Demir Inverter decks uh, in the top eight as well. Yeah, it turns out um, everybody was worried about Splinter Twin being a thing um, with Heliod and Walking Ballista, but actually Splinter Twin is a thing, but it's with Inverter and Oracle of Thassa. Turns out, uh, six mana, I win the game. Pretty good. Yeah, not not a bad combination. But we actually talked about this deck last week a little bit. So if you want to hear us go into detail, uh, do, do your homework. Go back, listen. But yeah, this deck was there. That Inverter deck is just wild. To- so I want to ask you guys a question. Do you think that maybe in the future, in the near future? This deck or one some of the cards in it would deserve a banning, or do you just want to see this format play out and kind of take care of itself? Um, like it- so with this deck, 
it feels like it is so easy to just beat. Like, all you have to do is just, like, be much more aggressive than what it's doing or just have some way to interact. I don't think anything in this deck specifically needs banned at all. I actually agree with you. Uh, Joel Larson kind of said it best. Um, disruption followed up by another piece of disruption. Uh, you just pretty much win the game because they are not a fast... No, you just put the stones like, in the stack if you can somehow just stop them from doing their thing. Yeah, and like uh, Graveyard Hate does kind of accelerate them where they can just go six mana, I win. But you follow up with a Thoughtseize or have a Counterspell or you're clocking them in the process, they have a rough time dealing with it. Yeah, and I, the thing is you can just like let the Inverter of Truth resolve if you have some kind of Graveyard Hate. If you keep one piece of Disruption up and deal with their... Uh, their uh, or oh, Thassa's Oracle, and they don't have any other blue pips on the battlefield, or if you just deal with it on the stack, then they just, like, what are they going to do? They have one more turn. Yeah, you have two counter spells. they have one counter spell. Yeah. Game over. And it or is nice because it does get hit by Mystical Dispute, which is one mana mana leak. Yeah, that card's really good. And also, like you were saying, man, you let you let the uh, Oracle hit the battlefield, you fatal push it before the uh, trigger resolves, and yeah, they have, you know, however many turns before they just deck themselves. And, yeah, like, and you, like, if, if you have, like, the rest in peace or something, just, like, online, post-board, like, oh yeah, en enjoy your one turn with a four, or with a 6x flyer that can attack. <laughs> well, um, I said before that if you kill it in response, if there's no other blue pips, that is still correct. But if it is zero and you have zero cards in your deck... Oh, then you win. Yeah, you just win no matter what. They, so you do have to interact that, with this on the stack. If that trigger goes on the stack and there's zero cards, even if you kill it in response, it's still zero and you just win. But like, like you're... In the world where you do have interaction, a lot has to go right for this deck to do its thing. Yeah. And like, like you were saying, Matt, a well-placed Thoughtseize or Counterspell and the deck is fucked. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I really do shocking. think that, Corey, you missed last week. I don't know if you listened to the episode, but Lieb I listened ate to most his of words it. about Treasure Cruise and Dig being banned within the six-month starting period. Uh, they have not been banned yet, but I not. could see if anything, um, this sort of combo deck is what would push Dig over the top. I forget which one I was watching, but someone cast three Dig Through times in a row. Not in the same turn, but consecutive turns. Dig Through time and did something else three turns in a row which is just like how do you even lose from that spot that was the brussels one i believe because i did see that match as well so the reason i asked you guys that is because we're in this like magic culture of ban something right away and i feel like you know it took this long to get inverter how long is it going to take to answer it? so there's no need to like ban anything because you know let let the format take care of itself kind of yeah and that's a and really also, good point and also like what it now uh pioneer is a turn five turn six combo format like that's not so bad yeah it's, it's no, you got two six turns fucking turns the modern something with it yeah yeah because uh what's the other the heliod combo yeah the heliod walking ballista combo yeah and that's turn what five six something like that yeah, it depends on like how much uh, you can do in in the interim between you playing those cards. Yeah, you can do that like around turn five. Yeah, I'm, you can I'm do it. I'm kind of fine with that. Yeah, turn. How much does Helia cost? Three. 
Heliodas three, yes. Yeah, you so could do it the turn earliest five, you could probably do it turn four. If you're but like that takes a very specific set of cards going on. Yeah, and your deck is a lot more diluted to do that. I yeah. think that combo is more of a just, hey, these are both good cards and what I'm wanting to do. So I'm gonna play them both. Yeah. Well here and you know what? This is a good place to put this in because it relates to our last week's uh, question of the week, which was uh, where does Pioneer kind of sit right now? Does it need new cards? Does it need more bands? Does it need no changes? And even though Magic is in that world of we need more bands, we need at least some kind of bands in something, and Pioneer has that like, oh, every Monday we could possibly make a band. Who knows? It's a flip of a coin. Uh, that was the choice that the least amount of people chose What was cards need banned in this format. And it was actually tied between no changes in the format and new cards added, which I think is cool to reflect on the fact that, oh, players don't want cards banned. Well, yeah, it's how fun is it to go fucking buy a playset that you want to play? Like, oh, my God, this deck looks awesome. I'm going to start playing it. And then, nope, go fuck yourself. You just wasted your money on this format. Uh, that stuff you just bought? pretty much useless outside of other format and yeah, a lot but of people even, like some of the cards like yeah. the cards that have been banned like there were a lot of them weren't seen play in modern anyway yeah that's so, like very they were true. only good for pioneer like sahili um that combo but they banned the one piece of it that's technically the cheaper part of it yeah sure. they, um but that sees like fringe play in modern and yeah, that's really about it but i thought it was cool that that it was tied for no changes in adding cards because that means people are either really content with this format or instead of banning things like the culture has kind of built itself up to, there's like, no, I'd rather see new shit put in. And I think like what I was saying about the new shit being put in, I wouldn't go anything ridiculous. Like I had said to Corey on Twitter about like some lands like Manalik. Mm -hmm. Like I don't want to see Fatal Push or not fatal uh path to exile route like i because that does kind of take away from the format of it be pretty much modern at that point yeah well Corey, if what do you where do you fall in on that argument um <clears throat> definitely no bannings i think we banned all the problematic cards that were warping the format you know th these cards that mm -hmm. are these decks that are out now are just good decks and being good shouldn't have a consequence i agree um and then the difference between Modern and Pioneer is that when Standard cards came out, like, Modern had such an entrenched, deep pool of cards and decks were, like, solidified that, you know, only maybe one or two, a couple cards would change Modern, but Modern was kind of stuck in its way. Whereas Pioneer, it's not that deep of a card pool. People are still figuring things out. So when a standard set comes, it affects Pioneer way more than it would affect Modern. Oh, for sure. And like the cards, like you said, they would have to make a significant impact in Modern to, to see play in that format. We've seen plenty of those cards see that impact, be put into Modern, and then three months later be banned. Because they're right. too, too good. So There's I, also I, the story of them putting stuff in and it literally doing jack shit nothing. They might be playable, but like it's not ridiculous. Yeah, for like example, good luck competing with like blue-white control or yeah, John. Like, yeah, look at like uh, Jace got printed, or yeah, got printed in a modern, got unbanned in modern, Stoneforge, um, Bloodbraid Elf. Like a lot of those things were banned. I mean, fucking Valakit. Ban, uh, modern ban list to start. Make Stoneforge great again. 
so I'm I'm on the side of just letting the format develop naturally. You know, okay. S- stop tweaking so many knobs. I think in the beginning of the format they did a really good job of you know trying to keep their finger on the pulse and really um, not let unfair cards or you know format warping cards take over. And now that they kind of got a handle on it, like kind of step back and let that fucker grow. Let it breathe. Now, Corey, would you be against if they came out and said, hey, these are now going to be legal and modern. The rest of the pain lands, the rest of the fast land. You mean Pioneer? Uh, the rest of the man lands, just yeah, completing pioneers. cycles. Yeah, just like complete the mana base cycle. Because I get not wanting to have fetches, that's great. But there are some pairs that are just better because they have better duels and you don't have to fucking play some of these really shitty ones that are legal. I wouldn't have a prob- prob- problem with them finishing the cycle, but I think putting them through standard to get to pioneer is the way to do it instead of, because when you're making a, a, you know, an ancillary product or, you know, something specifically for pioneer, that's tweaking the knobs. And, you know, if you want to put that stuff through standard so it can get to um, pioneer, like, absolutely. Uh, See, my point was just saying, Hey, these are now fucking have at it. I get your point about standard. I never play. I could give a shit what's in standard, but I get your point of it of uh, Wizards is a company and they're trying to make money and they make most of their money off of limited and standard, like people opening physical packs. Yeah, there is a benefit from letting things like that happen organically instead of just like injecting it forcefully into the format. Right. And I could get I haven't played standard in quite some time. Um, but just like, uh, Tyler was saying, letting it come naturally through standard, um, kind of, it's not as disruptive as it would be to just inject them in there. Fair. I would be fine with that. I was just playing devil's advocate. Oh, absolutely. I, I think, you know, a lot of people are calling for white to have more of an identity, to have more powerful cards. And there's just not that side of white people. (laughs) And, you know, hopefully they they hear that and they start um, pumping up white a little bit, hopefully in regards to Pioneer or even Standard, and and then we get that. But I'm willing to wait, you know, for that to happen. Well, I mean, there are some successful white decks in Pioneer, namely like the Spirits deck that won uh, the Players Tour in Japan. Like, I mean, that's like technically a white deck. <laughs> Let's be very honest. That's mostly a deck that splashes white and green. Yeah, but the 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 the, the attacking with like taxing creatures is like a very trying to white strategy. It just happens to be that all of the best taxing creatures that have been printed recently, just you know, they're mostly blue. I mean, there's you know, selfless spirit. That's pretty. It's pretty white. And Spell Queller. Spell Queller is very white, except for the counter to the spell thing. That is the fucking bluest creature <laughs> that has ever existed. Oh, that's not true. It does the same thing as, uh, as like, a, uh, like a banishing light thing, but it's just for spells, not creatures. The eagle. Now that's white. That's, you know, pumping up the team. Eagle! But they couldn't have just made it mono white. They had to make it blue because, you know, eh, They wanted to give it flying. Because it has flying. Well, fucking white cards are flying. You just said selfless spirit, motherfucker. <laughs> None wants to hear from you. I'm surprised it took this long for Bant Spirits to get there because it had all the makings. Um, and I guess it just needed. I mean, what from Theros is actually in it? 
Um, out of the spirits deck? Yeah. Actual, factual, nothing. Yeah, I think it's just one of those decks that on any given weekend, it'll just fucking do its thing. Right. Yeah, the only, like, non-Shadows Over Innistrad cards that are out of that set, because Shadows Over Innistrad, at least as a block, had, like, that sub-theme of spirits. The only cards that aren't from that are the Lord, the Empyrean Eagle, um, the other Lord, the Supreme Phantom. Uh, I think it does play some, like, Brazen Borrowers, which, like, how can you not play that card? And then Collect a Company. Right. Like, all the other core things of that are just from one block. And the, the sa- it does play, spirit. yeah, Spectral Sailor, the Flash. Oh, that dude. one's from M19, right? Or M20. Yeah. Have you guys been uh, brewing any decks? Or have you been kind of... Um against joining the hype of pioneer oh i fucking love pioneer and i have been coming around to it and matt can attest to this right when pioneer was uh introduced as a format my immediate reaction was just like oh i'm playing spirits this is what i'm doing and i sent him like three deck lists of just like things i was gonna do and my original deck list was not incredibly far from what like the blue white spirits is trying to do i don't i'm not a crazy fan of collect a company but that's just because it's green, and like, why would you play green when you just play blue white? Because you can pay four mana to get six mana worth of creatures. No, but I don't wanna. I they mean, just need to get... put Aether Vial in the format, and then I'm happy. I mean, you can get all the white creatures you want with Collective Company. All you the could. weenies. I'm just gonna play the mono white deck, but with just four Collective Companies, just be like, I'm gonna hit someday. We're gonna do it. I have uh, been enjoying Pioneer quite a bit. Uh, what you decks have you built? Multiple decks. Like, you send me decks, like, almost every day of, like, something you're going to do with blue-white control. Yeah, I have. I literally have every iteration of blue-white control that you, uh, and that's not joking. I just spent, like, 50 bucks and bought, like, all these fringe playable blue-white cards, uh, just in case. Uh, I'm currently, I still haven't decided on a win condition. My win that's condition... because you want your win condition to be fucking elixir of immortality <laughs> oh no not that type of control not like this no, no he's no. literally going back to ravnica theros like re- return to ravnica theros uh, standard that's the kind of person that is goddamn right i don't want to just win i want you to lose <laughs> yeah you want to make your opponent want to fucking die but no i i currently do not have that i don't have a pro i have technic three win condition in the deck Two of which are five drop to fairy, and the other one is uh, the blue, not Titan, the Gear Hulk. Oh yeah, 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 the one that gets instance back. Yeah, I do love me a good Gear Hulk. Yeah, I think mm. it's been slowing down enough. Be uh, let the Gear Hulk see some action. Okay, but Castle Ardenvale is technically a win condition. You're the right. The land that makes a one-one idiot. Well, would you just just take that out? Take out all your other win conditions. And then just do your original theory and then see how bad that is. And then just add win conditions as needed. See, here's the thing. I don't think that that's bad. It's not that the deck's bad. It just makes you a bad person. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> okay, that's, like, yeah. It's actually very good <laughs> yep. because I think about it in like a vintage standpoint. In vintage, generally, you don't want to clog up your deck. with. You want either a way to find them, a way to control or card advantage. And then well, you like casually just have a mentor is, or tendril. Not, that is one of the shining qualities of it. But here's the thing. I can play it like it is and still do that. Well, like, I could easily take out that Gear Hulk to and win just play game. another counter. The but Gear Hulk's don't... in there only because it can just say, okay, you're out of resources. Here's a 6-6 six, six to counter your last spell 
or to draw me cards or whatever, and then fucking go in. My and thing I really, is though, it's in there because of Dig Through Time is a card, and I can dig through time for free with it. Yeah, I think Pioneer is sl- is at the point where you can't win by burying your opponent in like just card advantage because your deck can't have that much more card advantage to use that as a win condition. Where Vintage, you can just like recall your opponent into a fucking oblivion and they could still like technically have cards in hand, but you are just drawing like over seven cards a turn. So it doesn't matter. You can't do that in Pioneer. But here's the thing. If I have seven cards in my hand, no matter what format we're playing and you have two, chances are I'm one. It doesn't matter. I could be at one life. It generally doesn't matter. I'm going to have ways to answer shit you're doing. Unless I'm like attacking you with creatures, which just doesn't happen in Vintage. No, but that's where uh, counter spells to either stop them. Azorius Charm is probably the fucking best card in the deck, to be honest. It just buys so much time. I mean, I get you wanting to play Vintage and Pioneer because I'm trying to play Modern in Pioneer by playing the Dredgeless Dredge deck. Yes! Okay, now... That is something that I'm interested in. That <laughs> go into detail. I absolutely love this deck. It was something uh, I kind of played something similar to it uh, during the standard time with uh, you know the good old prized amalgam and haunted dead. Um, it was obviously uh, way worse than you know what 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 we have now. But you know we got the Stitcher suppliers to get stuff in the yard. We got the Narc Amoebas to get the prized amalgams out. Uh, Seder Wayfinder to get creeping stuff in the chill. yard. Please tell me you're playing Creeping oh, Chill. Oh, dude, Creeping Chill is so... Um, I Creeping Chilled uh, my co-host Hot Sauce. I got all four of them out of my deck. It just did most of my damage with Creeping Chill. Amazing card. Um, oh, I love that. Haunted Deads, of course. It's a great discard outlet once you already uh, put it in the yard. Mm-hmm. Um, Gurmag Anglers just to put a fat body down. Sometimes you need it. And then this is the most recent change to the deck, which is amazing, is Decimator of the Province. Oh, that's the overrun effect. The, oh, well, not quite overrun, but... Yeah, it's Emerge for six green, green, green. It's a 7-7 seven, seven with tramp and, Trample and Haste. And then it gives everything uh, else plus two, plus two, and Trample until end of turn. Oh, which... that's like the fixed version of Crater Hoofbeat. Right. And it's just exactly what the deck needed. Um, whoever came up with that, you know, kudos to you because, you know, we were using Driven and Despair before to try and... Um, card ter- advantage them out. Yeah, card advantage them out. Um, but Decimator, ah, oh, that is just beautiful. You know, you put a Gurmag Angler out and then, you know, that turn or the next turn, you just Decimator and it's it's amazing. Yeah, because a combination, combination of Creeping Chills and just even a chip damage or them paying for shocks, uh, shock land. And then you do that and you're all of a sudden your narc amoebas, some other stupid idiots are just lethal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It turns yeah. out attacking with creatures, uh, can win you games. Turns out. Yeah. And there's some nutty draws where like on turn two or three, you just have like three prized amalgam on the field with a narc amoeba and you've creeping chilled them once or twice. It can get gross. It's more of a, Definitely a uh, RNG deck, you know, but uh, there are some gross turns. Does that deck play the Flash Spaghetti Monster? Um, which one is that? Yeah, <laughs> Matt, you have never been more in your entire life. 
<laughs> the worst part is I've played with this card a lot, and I never remember that. I can tell you what it does. Are you talking about the blue one with Emerge? Yeah, it's eight colorless or Emerge, five blue, blue, um, five, six, flash. And it taps and down three permanents. Taps down four permanents. Four permanents, yep, sorry. I'm not sure if there's a version where they're playing that. I know some deck in Pioneer is playing that card. The yeah, list, not, yeah, the list I'm looking at right now. List. Yeah, but that yeah, that card um, is seeing some play in Pioneer. I mean, I played it in Modern and did fucking quite well with it. It's not Drowner of Hope, is it? No, Drowner of Hope's no. yellow. Yeah, it's uh, it's really going to fucking bother me until I look it up. So, what has your been... Last Nifnish. Good one! What has been your experience <laughs> with Pioneer thus Um, I am mostly mostly playing Pioneer on MTGO. Haven't been able to play too much paper, even though I've been buying Pioneer cards like a ridiculous amount um, in the past couple months. Why don't we play fucking Moto together, you piece of shit? Why don't we? Elder Deep Fiend. (laughs) (laughs) I've cast this card a shitload, too. That's the worst part. Matt, (laughs) skip skip forward five minutes and join the conversation (laughs) that we're in now. Told you I was looking it up, you fucks. So anybody out there, feel free to add me on MTGO. Big shocker, uh, Knife City Alchemist is the screen name. It, it, it also me, it's T underscore Lieb, L-I-E-B, because that's uh, my last name. Real original, and, guys. Uh, <laughs> his is. Mine's like just like, <laughs> oh, what are my initials in my last name? Cool, let's go with that. So, yeah, I've been mostly playing the uh, tournament practice room is where I get most of my reps in. I know that's not completely uh representative of the most competitive decks out there but you, you get fucking a plebe yeah you get a good smattering of what other people are trying to brew and it de- is definitely interesting well, it's um, like more fun by a significant mark yeah i always plan on playing like a tournament but i never have time to like sit down and play an entire tournament um, you're also gonna some shit too yeah so the other deck, speaking of crappy decks, let me go ahead and talk to you guys about Blue White Control. No, no, this is even <laughs> worse. This is a deck revolving around Demonic Pack. Oh, I'm that's in. the enchantment you can get in. Away, right? <laughs> I'm in. Oh, yeah, I'm sold already. Do you have the kitty, the kitty offering? Uh, no, so I'm not playing that version. I kind of came up with my own concoction. Oh, um, yeah. Ugh. No. I'm still in. Demonic pack, dude. Why would so, I not be in? So the thing that really got me uh, hard for the deck was the uh, Treacherous Blessing from Theros. It's the two black. When it enters the battlefield, uh, draw three cards. And then when you cast oh. a spell, you lose one life. But this deck is going to be sacrificing some things, so we don't really have a problem with that. Also running Angelic Purge, um, you know, with all the gods out there. Sure. Uh, you know, exile, artifact, creature, enchantment. You have to sacrifice a permanent. Once again, we don't mind that. I'd say that's a plus for you. Playing Knight of Autumn, which is uh, a modal card, very situational. So you can destroy their artifact or enchantment. You can destroy your own. Sometimes you just need a big dude on the battlefield or l- gain life. I love the world where you can just be like, Knight of Autumn targeting one of my permanents. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> like, that's amazing. And uh, so I'm playing six uh, two-drop uh, mana dorks because playing Pact on three is just so much fun. Oh, God. Uh, playing, uh, th- you know, this is some of these things should definitely change, but playing some Paradise Druid and Druid of the Cowl. 
Uh, yeah, I like, the, I like me some mana idiots. Need the O three idiot. Yeah. Um, and then two Varaska Golgari Queen because uh, the plus one is sacrifice another permanent, and then the minus three is abrupt decay. So fucking. Oh a, my that's god! Great. I forgot that her plus was sacrifice something and draw a card and mm-hmm. gain a life and Ooh. gain a life. So, yeah, you're a lot grindier. You're not like a combo version. You're looking to actually just... Oh, yeah, just grind them out. Yeah. Oh, I am very into what you're cooking up. I love that. Okay, so it's feeling saucy already. Well, just hold on to your pants because we got something that's really saucy. My pants are already off. Cavalier of Dawn. (laughs) What? (laughs) What does that even fucking do? That's the white one. That's the white one, which nobody knows about. Excuse me. <laughs> it says I know the... white cards, but <laughs> Yeah, I was well, about to say, this is the Beast Within. Yes, it Beast Within, and it's just a permanent. It doesn't have to be uh, an opponent's, so you can Beast Within your Demonic Pact and then get a 3-3 Golem out of it. You motherfucker. I, I just want to go on record. The mana in this deck is pretty horrible, but... I was about is... to say you're playing... Double black, double black, <laughs> double black, triple, triple white. white. <laughs> and, and some green. green. And then we also have uh, God Eternal Bantu as a way to sacrifice things we need to sacrifice and draw cards. Oh. And this deck. And then there's just a bunch of board wipes. So I fucking love this deck. When it goes off, it is so fun. And people get so upset. Uh, I think that's why I love Moto so much is people can actually type out their hate to you. Instead of on arena where they just be like, like nice, yeah, or they try and uh, hate rope you, you know, people yeah, can actually talk happen. to you on Geo. And oh man, the salt is what yeah, you can gets taste me. the salt. It fucking it's what drives me to wake up in the morning, you know. That's glorious. I love, I love it. When, when Cavalier of Dawn dies, you just get back one of your enchantments. Oh yeah, and it goes back to your hand. Yeah, it, it, just it, get the value. It so is yeah, there's some real close. fucky shit where you sac- then sacrifice that, and then just like go ahead, use all your modes on demonic pack, except that you lose the game part, obviously. Destroy it, sack that to a different sack outlet, and then get it back. Christ, I'm it. Yeah, it is. Uh, it it's good. It's good. It's good stuff. Um, but like I said. It's more for just, like, the laughs. Like, if I get there, I'm really proud of myself. Um, I doubt it would win any serious tournaments. But, like, all the pieces are there. I'm just not smart enough myself to do it. So, you know, I'm putting it out there in the in the aether. Okay, and, here's uh, the thing. We have the Fashion Shock army on our side now. I am definitely going to be fucking with this. I need to see your list so I can fucking tweak. Absolutely. Uh, we, the Fashion Shock army needs to get on behind this. And we are going to... At least five Osamoto leagues, and at max, we're gonna win like a players tour with this deck. Uh, I mean, at least. And, yeah, that's at what I'm least. Saying. Yeah. And the and the last little spicy tidbit is uh, Charming Prince. Sometimes oh you need to scry for the demonic attack. Uh, sometimes you need life, or sometimes you can just exile uh, or blink uh, your god, your cavalier, fucking whatever you need. Your knight of bottom. Blink your cavalier of dawn. Yeah. And just run it back. Oh my god, this is the, <laughs> exactly what I want it to be. <laughs> Seems good. Uh, yeah, so uh, hopefully we get some more uh, spicy lands, some dual lands, because, you know, this isn't terribly great uh, land-wise, but uh And here you're fun. bitching about me about wanting to put more land in the Pioneer. 
No. The only thing this deck needs is lands. Wizards, stop. I know you're listening. Stop printing good cards. Just print more lands for this deck. Well, I mean, aren't the, those, the, the three mana try land? Those are all legal, aren't they? They're from Cons of Tarkir, yeah. And there's yeah, a, those are legal. There's an Abzan one. Yep. And we have the fast lands. We have the shock lands. We have the check lands. And pain uh, lands. And pain lands. So you like, obviously also have the fetch for a basic. Right, right. Um, yeah, that one. The forbidden orchard. Nope, definitely not forbidden orchard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the you know the the better evolving wilds. It's you gonna know, bug that me. One. Prismatic vista. Nope. <laughs> definitely not that one either. You know, it's like something path. Fable or... passive. Yeah, passive there you one. go. I knew I'd think. <laughs> I mean, both of mine were also cracked. So I just haven't put like a whole bunch of money into Moto to get like, you know, all the lands I need. So, and there's that whole like, you know, me being not a pro. So, you know, if someone gets their hands on this, they could probably make it doable. Okay. So ever, all the pro magic players out there listening to the Fashion Shock <laughs> podcast, you, you've just heard the concept of the deck. Uh, take it and do better. There's so, literally no way. Corey, yes. what do you think is the best card in Pioneer? Oh, this is going to be a very biased answer. Oh, um, Mr. Hot Take over here. I mean, it's not that really hot of a take. I just think it's it's kind of like the the shock or the path of ex path to exile of this format, and that is Thoughtseize. That's what I was going to say. Thoughtseize Ooh. is by far... The best card in Pioneer, in my opinion. I like it. It's not going to win you the game, but... It's versatile. It's it's to be feared. Yes. Like, when, when you see someone put down a swamp, turn one, you're going, fuck, 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 damn it, he has a thought seat. Yep, oh, they always have it. Yeah, that was uh, mine as well. Okay, I think well, thought seize is, if you're playing black, automatically the first four cards should be four thought seize. Well, and I think... And I have I have an opinion that differs from both of you. So you're wrong, but no. continue. I think also one mana black card. I think the best card is by far over top of Thoughtseize, Fatal Push. I only disagree with you. I think Fatal Push is probably number two or number three. Uh, I only say that because Fatal Push um, sometimes can't answer everything, where Thoughtseize can preemptively answer everything. Okay, well, here's my retort to that. In the decks where you're playing Fatal Push, I am going to go ahead and assume that you're also playing some amount of creatures. So in the matchups where the Fatal Push isn't all that effective, you're also just going to be able to put a clock on your opponent who isn't producing creatures. And in the matchups where your opponent is playing creatures, Fatal Push is the best card in your deck. Not close. But Thoughtseize is also a removal spell. But Thoughtseize against like Mono Red or Mono Black isn't all that good. So and those aggressive decks you, are very still, good in this format. You still take their their best thing, no matter what it is. And it gives you options. You don't have to take... Where Fatal Push only deals with... No, Nazis but, can take a Planeswalker. It can take a creature. can take one of their spells. But when you're thought teasing against like one of the aggro decks, like the Spirits deck or the Mono Red deck or the Mono Black deck or something like that, you thought seize that deck and it's just a slate of like medium to good cards that it doesn't like, it doesn't actually matter to your opponent, which one they take. Cause they're still going to be able to do their game plan. I agree that when you thought sees like the inverter deck, that's an actual, you're just hosing, but like, against a lot of the other decks in the format, it doesn't matter. Like that thought sees isn't that impactful. If anything, that two damage 
is as valuable to those aggressive decks as that card that they were going to be playing. See, I think it's just better than... I think Fatal Push is up there, but I think, like I said, I would rather have Thoughtseize. Oh, and I I think Fatal Push is number one. I think Thoughtseize is probably, like, number two, which is those not like, great to two black cards. They're also those, probably inter-fucking-changeable, so there's that, too. And they're like a yardstick for the format, you know what I mean? Like, you know how... Um, Lightning Bolt keeps things in check in Modern, Well, Thoughtseize and Fatal Push are going to keep things in check in Pioneer to a certain degree, just knowing that people could be possibly playing them out there in the wild. Yeah, yeah, it's just like that great litmus test of what is possible in that match. Right, and there's a sideboard card that I forget what podcast I was listening to. I think it was the Pioneer cast. Are you um, telling me that you listen to other podcasts besides the Fetch and Shock podcast? You yeah, but I, motherfucker. I think you guys when I'm listening. <laughs> so, That's even so, worse. <laughs> so, Life Bane Zombie. Ooh. You recall this little fella. It's Is that a, the three one? It's the three one Intimidate for yes. one black black. When it enters the battlefield, uh, opponent reveals his or her hand. You choose a green or white creature card and exile that card. That's just a super strong sideboard card if you're playing black um, that can just tear apart certain decks. You know, it's just uh, it's just another thought seize, but can also be somewhat a win condition. As a mono white player, I hate that you said that, (laughs) but as it's just like a generic magic player. Yeah, that's a that's that's definitely a good one for sure. Well, so like on this in the same vein as that. Maybe not the best card, but what do you think is the best deck? I okay. So I really wanted when I was watching the uh, uh, the players tour, the one in Nyoga. What is that? Yes, Somewhere. something like that. Yeah. <sighs> um, I really wanted the Ceram deck to. I wanted it to get there, mostly because I spec'd on a bunch of concealed courtyard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's Finance the, it's fair. It's yeah. pushing for. Her. Fair. Yeah, it, it's the cheapest of the uh, fast lines, so I bought a bunch. But I think spirits is so it's what it's what I wanted Merfolk to be. You know, it has all these versatile creatures that can like do something when they enter the battlefield, or their mana sinks, or they can protect one another, and yeah. and they have lords. Yes. And then with and with the collecting company, it's just like fuck. I can't. I you know. Can't get what in a, there. You can never yeah. let your guard down with that deck. Exactly. So I think that deck is very strong. I think Demir Inverter is going to be... It's going to be easy to to combat. I think mm-hmm. it's not that difficult of a combo to interact with uh, if you're prepared for it. And I think Bant Spirits is just... It's just a healthy-looking deck. Yes. And I it's have... super my, close my answer... to modern, too. Like, there's not a lot oh of my modern goodness, pieces yeah. that are missing. Like, yeah, you're missing some of the mana base and some creatures, but you're really not missing that much. No, you're not missing, like, incredibly impactful cards, at least as far as the power level of Pioneer versus the power level of Modern is concerned. Like, if it was as powerful as Modern, as far as the format, uh, speaking of Pioneer, then Spears would be unplayable. But because the power level goes so scaled down, Spears is in that perfect spot where I also think Spears is the best deck in the format. Because it has game against anything that runs up against it. Like, it can just build a board out and effectively block and while still putting on a clock against mono red and mono black. It has the interaction to make it not just die to, 
like a control deck. It has the interruption that can deal with like the inverter decks or like the nib mizzet decks or something like that. It just is so 50 50 across the board that if you just get proficient with spirits, you can take that into any tournament and feel confident in just about every matchup that you've in. And I just hate Spell Quiller. I hate that fucking card so much. It's so good. So like, you know, if you if you're trying to sideboard against spirits, you know, you bring in Anger the Gods, they can spell Queller that. You bring in what the deafening something or other, the Boros one, you know, where creatures oh, yeah. do damage to themselves. And it's like, oh, I can I can counter that. No big deal. Deafening Clarion, yeah. Yes. See, Corey, See, um, you better watch your mouth because spell Queller is like my favorite card ever. And, and that's for the exact reason that you just explained. Like in modern, like or in even in Pioneer, like, oh, nice supreme verdict. It says it's not counterball on that. Well, Spellcaller has something different. Oh exactly, yeah. Get you. See, I'm gonna go a different route than to view. I'm gonna say that the uh uh Sultai Delirium style decks are the strong. Well, there's a reason. It's uh they're so yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm the most hipster of the people ever. <laughs> I mean, it um, did win Brussels. Yeah. I, that, that's because I, I wasn't it, there. <laughs> I attribute that to Joel Larson and less of the deck. Yeah, because he's just like so good. Um, but it does have so much, and there's so many choices with that deck. It has removal. It has hand disruption. It has big creatures. Oh, you're ramping shit out. And any combination of those makes it super powerful. It's pretty much a Jun deck. Pretty much, yeah. It's like Pioneer Jun, yeah. Yeah, it has all the hallmarks, like you said. Disruption, big creatures. Uh, it can cycle through shit, kill shit. I mean, it's even running a one-of scavenging ooze to just fuck the yard. When it's now, amazing. Here's, here's my thing. What about the world where Uro isn't in this deck? Because I think Uro gives that deck a whole lot that it didn't have. If that oh, card... Uro, Uro is that deck. That's what I'm saying. Like, what if Uro doesn't exist? Like, is that deck just, like, off the map entirely? I don't think off the map. It's just not nearly. Yeah, I think it. I think if you take Uro out, it becomes, like, a Tier 2 type of deck. Um, but, yeah, Uro, it just, fuck, that card is amazing. We all knew it was going to be amazing. And it turns out, yeah, it's fucking amazing. Yeah, shocker. Yeah, the, the card the first that time says you do it, insane it, shit. <laughs> yeah, Uro's good against aggro decks. Um, it's good in against control mirrors because you just get to ramp, and then it is a card advantage if it sticks around because you're gonna draw two cards to actually get the six six in play full time, and then every time it swings, you're still getting an extra land drop, an extra card, and three life just for the fuck of it. Yeah, that I mean that deck is very good. That's I think the one where it's... secretly the best card in that deck is Nissa who shakes the world. Like, that card is high on my list of cards that can probably be banned out of Pioneer. That card I'm, is disgusting. I'm actually surprised that they didn't ban it uh, way back when. Yes. Well, I think they hit the actual problematic cards, the green ley line. That was the real problem when that deck was just, like, unbeatable. Because it's like, oh, hey, your land war elf now taps for two. This all taps for two. And you get to ramp out into things like that super fast. Yeah, the le the ley line made it insane. Nissa is just a very, very, very good planeswalker. Yeah, oh my god, real yeah. powerful. And like when you pair her with Uro, and even like to a lesser extent when you pair her things with like Corsair, Crucifix, and stuff, like those cards are just 
dumb. Yeah. It this fuck. Yeah, this deck, I'm just even looking at it right now and I'm just wow, this is just the one ofs and the two ofs that just spice it up. You know, like there's one Ishkana Graph Widow. Yeah, but it also has that one mana thing where you can go search those up. That's why it's so spicy. And, and, yeah, and the Traverse the Uvenwald, that's Yeah, back. that that's what I couldn't think of what it was. Yeah, Traverse is really it. good in this deck. And yeah, Courser. We need to call you have Joel's number, call Joel and have him work on the demonic pack deck because he'd probably <laughs> figure out the numbers. Okay, Joel, I know you're listening. I'm speaking directly to you now. Disregard the other two people. Bro, don't worry about it. I just I just shot him a text. Okay, well, maybe he he's he's more of an audible person because I know him closer than you do, obviously. <laughs> oh, okay. Because he, he's going to respond to this more than he responds to your text because he doesn't actually like you. But He only Joel, likes people with full amount of teeth. No, he's from fucking Europe. Obviously, he likes fucking less teeth. Have you seen <laughs> people from England? He's not from England, you fuck. Yeah, I'm sure, but he hangs out with them. <laughs> Joel. That took a weird turn, but sure, that's good. <laughs> He's really good friends with her wife. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <Yeah>. But <laughs> invites him over to Thanksgiving dinner, which they have in Europe for some reason. Yeah. It's but... just full English breakfast. It's, it's, that's all we just have. Yeah. But uh, Joel, here's the deal. We, you're going to call us in. You're going to be our guest. You're going to replace Matt next episode. It's just going to be you, me, and Corey. And we're going to talk about this deck that Corey has. And then you're also going to tell us all about this nice Sultai Delirium deck and why it has such a bad spirits matchup. Because I do think Spirits is pretty solid against this deck. Yeah, uh, Spirits is, it's, it's, so this deck, like I said, has the ones and twos and threes. So it kind of has to hit right um, in the right situations where Spirits is just kind of solid all the way around and it's going to get there. It's not an aggro deck, but it's going to come charging with some. Oh, yes. I will take Spirits in this matchup like 10 times out of 10. Well, like you said to begin with, it is a, that's like the 50-50 deck. The spirits, spirits deck is yes. It is the pioneer fifty. Yeah, you like you just sit down at a match and you can flip a coin and you'll have about the same chance of winning that coin flip that you do as winning that match. All right, I got another one here. What do you think is shockingly underrepresented in pioneer? Ooh, shockingly underrepresented in pioneer. I expected, as far as pioneer is concerned, there to be. I guess maybe it's not like a singular card. So if you're asking for a singular card, I don't have an answer for you. I thought of a singular card. If you want to come up with a deck, do whatever your heart desires. Mine was more of a, like a strategy. And this is like from the jump of Pioneer. I expected it to be a more low to the ground format, like with more creature combat than it is currently. That's what it is mostly. I mean, until, I'm like it's until more this aggressive. Last, until this last week, like three of the most popular decks were mono black, mono red, and mono green. Yeah, but then when actual like pros got a hold of it, now you just have like inverter and yeah, inverter. This week inverter did pop off, but even mono black is still a really popular deck, and that yeah. literally just says, "Hey, here's my dumb idiots. Get in there. You kill them. Okay, here they're coming back." Yeah, and I think there's also more room to play with that too, where. I think like the the mono white deck has more legs. I think that's probably currently underrepresented, but also that might just be because it's brand new, essentially. Fair. There's probably also a mono green deck up, even without the existence of the ley line. I mean, I think it, green ramp is still still pretty prevalent. Yeah, it's still a deck. It's you still got exists. eight 
you got like people eight, are just one like, mana dorks. Uh, Simic ramp. Simic ramp's also a thing. But again, like we're saying, what's under under uh, represented in the format? I think that deck is probably better than it is currently shaking out to be, and it might just be because it loses to like inverter and it loses to like any kind of deck that has some kind of controlling aspect. I mean, personally, I would love to see a, an eight rack style deck uh, come up or even ooh, one that ooh. plays off of uh, the two mana. Ah, fuck. What's that called? You know, where if they discard a land, you get mana. If they discard a creature, you get a zombie. Oh, uh, fucking uh, waste not. Yes. I'm expecting Saffron Olive to make like a Waste Knot deck in like six months. And then Waste Knot is going to go up in price and everyone's going to jump on. But it's still going to be just like a tier two type of deck. MTG Finance Corey sitting over there with uh, 3,000 <laughs> Waste Knots in a pile. <laughs> yeah. Bought out every, every one he could find. That was the only thing he was thinking about. Just like, what card do I have the biggest pile of that I need to ship out? <laughs> I love that card in standard. I tried to make it work in modern, and it's just too slow for eight rack. Um, I love it in commander. And uh, yeah, I'd like to see a more, because, you know, the Sultai deck, it has some hand disruption, uh, but I would like to see that being the main part of the deck. And I think what it's missing is like a discard two two mana discard two spell oh uh, yeah i can think i can get behind that well it has uh print him to torok yeah don't fucking do that <laughs> <laughs> well there's the one in modern uh where you discard two unless you discard an artifact i was hoping that theros was going to have a discard two unless you discard an enchantment Ooh, that'd have been a good one yeah and the that's... new planeswalker is you know that's an engine and a wind condition in and of itself. Yeah, a little bit of eight rack style in that uh, three mana planeswalker. Yeah. So that's just my personal, I hope to eventually get there because I tried brewing so many decks uh, with eight rack and waste and just could not get there. There are some decent cards to go with it, like Dark Deal. You know, if you actually get a waste knot on two and Dark Deal on three, that's a fun little go around. Yeah, you just get to all the creatures or all the fucking to kind of do your thing. Yeah, or even uh, throw Whispering Madness on one of your dudes. And, uh, it's on a blue-black one, right? Right. That's the one, the Cypher. You Cypher yeah. it onto a dude. But, See, uh, I kind of went we'll the exact there. opposite way, and I went super fair. Um, Seed Rhino. I'm really surprised Seed Rhino did not, is not bigger in Pioneer. Well, isn't Seed Rhino just like one of the best cards in the... Uh, the five color Nimizit deck? Yeah, but it's only like a one or two of. That's just pretty. That's all you need, bud. Seed Rhino just gets the job done. But that's not really a Seed Rhino deck. Like, I'm talking Abzan. Oh, so you're talking about like just a straight Abzan, just like play out creatures and then get like your thought seasons stuff going and then just and be able to kill your creature, kill your opponent with uh, just a Seed Rhino just on the battlefield with nothing else. Not even nothing else. It's just generally one of the bigger creatures. And it's super potent, uh, especially with stuff like the aforementioned Charming Prince, where you can flick it and you can just fucking smash for four. Plus, it just comes with a six-point life switch. Now you're speaking my line. I like that. Like, there hasn't... I haven't seen, like, hey, this is my value. And we have stuff... We do have things like... Uh, I forget the thing's name, but it's the birthing pod creature. Two blue green, two four. Oh, birthing Vanifar. pod. 
Yeah, Vanipar. I don't know if it's too slow or it's not good enough. Man is not good enough. I don't know what the issue is. It seems like every aggressive deck would just be able to get underneath that. I th that's probably the issue. You you would need to have Rhino as like the top of the curve in a deck like that. Uh, and see, yeah, that's so, what I mean. And like somehow that's your top end. Yeah, I mean, I could see something like a Charming Prince, Knight of Autumn, uh, up to Siege Rhino, but it's still. It's just missing some parts, you know, and I think that's kind of why Siege Rhino hasn't, you know, because as soon as Pioneer was announced, everyone was like, oh, my God, Siege Rhino is going to be the best. And then it's barely seen fuck all of play. Um, yep. But I I think when it, the deck materializes, we are going to see the wrath of Siege Rhino once again. God damn it. Okay, Joel Larson. <laughs> <laughs> when you call in next week. You're going to have to also explain why Siege Rhino doesn't see as much play as it does or and answer the answer our question regarding that big beefy boy. You know what? Now I'm going to have to brew a deck. It's going to be bad, but I'm still going to have to try make Siege Rhino work. Okay, she here's the thing. The deck that we talked that about before, bad. it's just literally, it's the color of Siege Rhino. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, I and then you have Fatal Push, you have some other controlling elements. Like what is it actually missing? Like what is needed to make it good. Okay, well, maybe here's the thing. Maybe you're putting Siege Rhino in the deck with, like, Thought Seize and Fatal Push and all these other cards, and then at the end of the day, like, all of the effort that you're trying to put into making Siege Rhino in this deck is not worth just being mono-black and just killing your opponent. So what is it? Is it missing, like, Tarmogoyf? Is that what it's missing? Like, a lower threat creature that... Can it might just be yeah. Well? It might just be missing missing like the the mana base to support it. You know what I mean? Like it might just be better off just having like the most consistent mana base while also being able to play like four muta vaults and just being able to go to town and not have to worry about like hitting black, white, and green. Like the power level of Siege Rhino is just superseded by the consistency that you can get with mono black, where you're just like, oh, I'm always gonna have my my turn one, like a blood soak champion followed up by my turn two pack rat followed up by my turn three, like murderous rider or something like that. And you're just never going to be able to compete with that in the current iteration of the format because the mana is so inefficient. So that's what we're missing. We're missing good mana. You know what? I just explained that we're missing fetch lands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah, did. I figured out we to make Siege Rhino good, we're missing the fetch land. So wizards, you heard me. Unban fetch lands and pioneer. Well, don't do that. Modern light, here we come. Yeah, I can Modern see light's actually my favorite domestic. Domestic, gross. Um, <laughs> I, can, I only I can like see, exotic. I can see like I only like four logos. Okay. Um, <laughs> Jesus I, Christ. <laughs> I can see. Um, Deathrite Shaman, you know, maybe popping up in that list of kind of like how the Sultai deck is a little toolboxy. I could see like an Abzan type of uh, feel for it. Uh, I just don't all of the pieces pieces are there, especially because white is atrocious. But I do like the idea oh! of <clears throat> in Pioneer, in Pioneer. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mono I do like. Emotion. I I do like the idea of uh, 
a Siege Rhino into play, and then Charming Prince uh, flickering it, and then it have again. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna work on that to no avail, but I'll. I'll work on it. I have someone you can call. Yeah, is it Joel, is it Joel? Larson? <laughs> Joel Larson. <laughs> this episode is gonna be called Paging God Joel Larson. Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God damn it! <laughs> Well, you figured out the name, so that's like that's the only thing that I wanted from this conversation is just a name for what I could call it. God fucking damn it! <laughs> well, I mean, we're now the Fashion Shock Pioneer Podcast, as uh, the past two weeks have confirmed. But are there any other formats <laughs> that we give a shit about at this point? I'm still holding on to Modern a little bit. Oh, the one person clinging on to Modern. I mean, I'm 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 going down with the ship. You know, I'm not selling my Liliana's. I'm not selling any of my things. I'm just, I'm just gonna have that deck. You know, that's a forever deck, and I'm gonna have to live with. It. You're gonna turn into the begrudging legacy player that I am, where it's just like I'm sitting here with my arms crossed, being like, maybe someday I'll have a legacy format that's like somewhat viable, and just sitting here with cards that are, uh, quote unquote, worth money. Uh, with zero formats to play, because that's where Modern's... Well, the great thing about 8-Rack is, like, the game plan never changes. Oh, you have a very strong point there. And it's always decent against the field. You know, it's Tier 2, so, you know, it's going to have some disadvantages. But nothing is going to get banned out of it. Not a single thing is a threat uh, to the format. And so I don't have to be in fear that... um, I can't play the deck because something gets banned. I don't have to have the fear of, oh no, uh, they printed a card that totally fucks the deck because Leyline, you know, the white Leyline, that fucks the deck. Yeah, yeah. It turns out when you target a player, uh, is a core strategy of your your deck. Uh, something says, that you can't do that. Not nope. Great. Yeah. So I mean, I'm already I've already figured out ways to combat that. So. You know, they can't do anything else to me. You know, the format might be dying, but at least if I were to ever play modern again in paper, uh, I have that. I, I know I can always go back to that. Corey, you just wait. When they print the black Oko Planeswalker that makes rats and eight rack is a top strategy, instead of banning Oko, they're just going to ban the rack and shrieking affliction. Oh, and you're no. going to be in a world of shit. I'll, I'll quit magic. Uh, <laughs> You know what? I'll Just call done. Joel Larson. Joel Larson. Joel. <laughs> if when if when you listen to this, it's not an if, it's a when. <laughs> call Wizards. Tell them to not print that Planeswalker that we described in the first 15 minutes of this don't episode. Don't make hate rack tier one, okay? I like Just it just being tier two. I don't think that's a deck that'll ever be tier one, no matter what. That's what you... But it's just so... It, it's The reason I love it is because people... My, my opponent gets so frustrated... Because I'm just tearing their hand to pieces. So even if they win, they're still upset about all the shit that they have to put in the graveyard. Which, to me, is like a moral victory. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Oh, it's, it's just like, best moral oh, victory. this thing that you could have done? Nope. Oh, remember that game plan you crafted on turn one? <laughs> Get fucked. Yeah. Like, they open up a seven-card hand that's just like the actual perfects, and you turn one Thoughtseize, and then turn two... Like shriek, like just shrieking affliction, and then turn three, like the planeswalker, and then rip something out of their hand. And they're just like, "Oh, uh, yeah, I can't do the things that I wanted to do." Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, so then they're just stuck for the rest of the game, thinking of 
what could be instead of what is. One of my favorite things with decks like that is, like, you turn one discard spell and you take something that they could just play the next turn. And they're like, why didn't they take this, like, super powerful card in my hand that if it's in play, I literally just win the game. And then turn two, you do the same thing. And they're like, fuck! (laughs) You're like, don't worry, I'll be back. You don't even have to put your cards back in your hand. I'll be back. Terminator the deck. (laughs) That was always hilariously fun to me. (laughs) Fucking, I love that. All right, one second. I got to go grab the dog because he's barking his head off. I can do that. I'm actually going to grab a beer. Matt, you do something else. Fine. I'm going to talk shit again. We will now have a short intermission. Tell me how to live my life, little bitch ass. Go get a beer. Go get your fucking beer, you plebe. You probably drink beer through a straw, don't you? Your pinky out, little fancy hillbilly ass. Corey living in California. Fucking California. You probably drink pumpkin beer. Typical white, white bitch. Drinking pumpkin ass beers. You're fucked. Because eventually fault line you're gonna get fucking san andreas all up in your ass no one wants that (laughs) god damn it i can't wait to go back and listen to whatever you're spouting wasn't that much fucking Corey still fucking playing tiddlywinks tiddlywinks is one of my favorite games don't sass me it's above magic oh wait now we can be i can be a part of the shit talking what were you saying before i'll just cut this in said he probably drinks pumpkin beers me no Corey. Corey? and and then i said something like Fucking living in California. Oh, no. San Andreas is going to get you. Fault line is going to come and you're just going to be, you're fucked. Yeah, you're going to break off into your fucking own little island, bud. Welcome to Hawaii 2.0. Atlantis (laughs) 1.5. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program. What deck do you have in modern, uh, Matt? Um, I currently have the Demir Urza deck. Oh, wait, hold on. Matt, what deck do you have in modern? I already said it once, you dumb cunt. Fuck off. Wait, what, what's in that deck? I have that deck, and then I also No, but still, wait, what, let's talk about the first one you said. I still currently have built is uh, Bant Eldrazi. But Matt... Be- because fucking Once Upon a Time is still real strong. But Matt, I, I think... recall you saying that there's a card in that first deck that it, that is in that deck. What is that card? Couldn't tell you. I think it begins with a U. You're a dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's not it. I think it's Urza. Is Urza in that deck, that Urza yeah. Thopter deck that you were talking about? I already told you once today that uh, I ate my words already. Yeah, but that, that was Urza before we started recording. Oh, uh, you wanted I needed it on okay. air. Yes, I needed my... you had to say. No, I needed I my... I thought you were just being a silly little bitch. Well, I am, but like also I need it on in a recording so that everybody knows that you're a silly dumb bitch and I was right. Fair. So, Matt, tell me about Urza and how it's definitely not dead. <laughs> uh, not dead. It has changed drastically. It did what I thought, if it was going to survive, uh, would do, which is go back to the Thopter Sword, which is exactly what Oh, wait, so it's not dead is what you're trying to say. I'm going to fucking drive to Carrolltown. <laughs> and I'm going to fucking piss in your ear. So is that a yes on it being dead or a no it being dead? I'm done talking to you. So, so Corey, yes, the- not dead. Corey, the other deck that I'm playing, <laughs> uh, or I have built, uh, Bant Eldrazi. Uh, I built that deck because Once Upon a Time is stupid and really powerful. Yeah, it's uh, really good because it plays eight cantrips that each dig five, which so good. 
the amount yeah, of times. Yeah, once upon a time is disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine that deck um, would be pretty gross. The best thing you can do is I've kept hands like two lands, those, uh, well, one of those, a Ancient Stirrings and some Eldrazi. And the amount of times that I have been able to cast a turn two Thought Knot without really trying all that hard is astounding. I mean, yeah, in terms of turn two Thought Knots here is still really fucking good. Yeah. So not to change gears too much, but do you think Eldrazi are ever going to make it in Pioneer? Because all the pieces are there. Uh, that's not true. Uh, they don't have a soul land or a way to produce two mana uh, really easily. And right. I think that's, I, that's, that's the, the biggest part. Right. I think it's more the creatures are there. Um, do you think it'll ever get there given, you know, I don't think Wizards is going to be dumb enough to print a soul land, but do you think eventually Eldrazi could get there and pioneer without a soul land? Yeah. I mean, cause honestly, I, a thought knots here, regardless of whether it's turn two, turn three or turn four is still really good. Like turn four thought knots here is still not a bad card. Um, no, but it loses a lot of its luster when you can't cast it above curve. Yeah, no, and, I agree. And there are ways you can do that. Don't get me wrong. Like you, you can play like goose and the uh, two mana O three hex proof. Um, and you do have the pain lands, which you do have access to colorless, and you have the colorless land um, from Ixalan that is the creature land. I can't think of the the name of it. Well, you still have also waste. Like you could just play like an actual factual waste in your deck. Yeah, you for sure could do that. But to answer your question, uh, that low to the ground, hey, I'm going to play these big dumb idiots ahead of curve. I don't think that is as good uh, because there are just better decks can do that. Right. Oh, the, the mono greens of the world. Hey, well, the, the, the mono greens we had? and the blue red uh, uh, artifact and soul shrapnel blast. Ah, uh, yeah, right, that, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know what? You remember that conversation we had about cards that we thought we were going to be in Pioneer that aren't? Yeah. Uh, let's add Polucronus to that list. I just thought of that. Not to call back to something that happened, you know, like hours ago. But <laughs> You think yeah. that's good enough for... Yeah, I think Polucronus is good enough for Modern. The new one? The new one, yeah. The blue, the green-black one that is comes in the battlefield with counters, and then you can unearth it for double the counters. And then can't... Doesn't it, like, fight shit? It can, yes. That card's just, like, interacts with counters in such an efficient way. I don't know how it's exactly going to fit in a deck, but it's so good it has to at least somehow. Holy like, I don't know if we need something See, else. I don't, I don't think that's good enough. Oh, my goodness. That card can just get, like, disgusting. Like, you can just have, like, a, a massive creature for four mana. I think there's just better slots for that, though. Like, there's the Hydra that fights shit when it comes down. That is a 2-3 that fights something and just gets bigger and better i just think there's unexplored territory with like a like a blue black winding constrictor list that i think like the winding constrictor pelucranos deck could be so good i mean i think it's poised for growth um the card's like 375 right now so as as a mythic out of the set you know has room to move but I think somewhere down the line it's going to find a home. MTG right Finance, buy your Pelucronosis now. Fuck yeah. Also, you know, it's about time, if you want, to buy those extended art cards that come out of the, the fancy boosters, the pinky boosters. Oh, yeah. 
the Peaky Boosters. Because those are, you know, I think they they printed a little bit more of them this time than they did with uh, Eldrain. Oh, they definitely did. But uh, yeah, I swooped up some of the Nyx Bloom Ancient. Ooh. And what's the... Which one's that? Is that the... That's the Mana Tripler? Oh, the, that fucking guy. Yeah, it's the Commander guy. And then what's the three mana one uh, that, you know, that's looking all see in the camera? The Sexy Druid. Yeah, this old Sexy Druid. Yeah, the uh, the two and a green, and you Dried can play an additional Grove. land. Yep. Yes. Yeah, that Druid's ready to have a good time. Yeah, he's hanging dick all over that tree, and he's also <laughs> making you more land drops. He's doing a great job. Absolutely. And so the card I'm most excited about in Theros, uh, not that you asked, but it is Shadows. Holy Ooh. fuck. That card just hit me right in the fucking sweet spot. You know, like it is going to go under the radar and it's going to get cheap. And then it's just going to be a bajillion dollars because it's going to be a commander fucking staple. And oh, I sure. think some decks in Pioneer are already starting to incorporate it here and there. Yeah, the blue, red, and soul deck luncheon actually plays a couple of them in the board just because it's a one mana that equips for two. And then you can honestly just play it. It doesn't even have to be equipment. You no, can just, just make sure play. your opponents and permanents they control, or no, it's just permanents they control, uh, lose hexproof and indestructible. God, that's so good. Yeah, the card just does such a crazy thing. For one mana, one mana to activate, and two to equip. Yeah, that card's very, very good. We've seen historically, like, that type of equipment just gets bonkers. Yeah, see also, like, Skull Clamp and shit like that, where it's just, like, a cheap artifact that you can equip that just, like, does something really, really powerful. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's, like, on the level of Skull Clamp, because nothing will be, but, like, in that same vein of a very cheap equipment that equips for something cheap, but just has a very relevant ability. Yeah, I would suggest if you're going after him, go after the extended art because um, if anything, if it's going to see play in like a competitive format, people aren't going to want foils uh, more than likely. So because oh, of the whole yeah. like, oh, it weighs more. What a, I never fucking understood that. I'm like, I my fed hands. I can't fucking tell what weighs more or not. But anyways, um <laughs> It's like uh, nine bucks right now, uh, just the regular extended art. So I, uh, I'm going to be swooping those up once I get my tax returns. Hell yeah. W welcome to the Fetch and Shock MTG Finance Podcast. What you should do is buy every Wild Slash. Mm. Yeah, why Wild Slash will go down, actually, right? Or it won't. What's it at? Wild It's like five bucks. Yeah, it's like three to five bucks, depending on where you look. For an uncommon from fucking Fate Reforged. Wow. Uh-huh. Welcome to Magic in 2020, boys. Yeah, that's... We uh, are in a weird place. fucking spot. No doubt about it. We're in a weird spot in Magic, and we're also in a weird spot in this podcast where we have <laughs> completely just dislodged everything. That's that's what we do. That's what I come on for. That's right. And Corey is here. He's just a, a human version of a crowbar just to get in between whatever we're trying to do and just say, nope. We're going to put take this out of where it's supposed to be. Absolutely. Just fuck it all up. Just start derailing segments, asking my own questions. You know, making myself comfortable. Do That's whatever you want, dude. That's your... I love dead. that. <laughs> <laughs> fuck your couch. God, 
fucking it. Well, is there any other uh, <laughs> off the beaten path topics that anybody feels like discussing? I, fucking I finally got Mistress a, Factory. You're absurd. I finally got my uh, foil soul ring. It was exciting. Dude. Oh, is it the uh, the GP promo? Yes, I got the GP promo. Uh, a while back, I had bought a bunch of Prosh, uh, the Commander ones, before the reprint. And yeah. I was like, well, they'll probably, you know, appreciate. I bought them for a dollar. So I was like, why not? And then all of a sudden, the buy list went up to like 325 So cashed in those motherfuckers and uh, got a Sol Ring. Oh, my God. That is like the MTG Finance like guru of the podcast is Corey. Yeah, I still I, I don't, need to buy I a beta Sol Ring. Oh, yeah. How much are those going for these days? Uh, about 400 bucks. Uh, that's all? Yeah. <laughs> that's all? <laughs> oh, Let me just I sell all my rat colony. Oh, here, here's the thing. You buy a white border one, and I will color it black, and no one will know the difference. I will, and that's what matters. Well, here's the thing. Why don't you buy a beta one, and then I'll white border it, and then, <laughs> then you'll know the difference, and it'll be beautiful. I would literally kneecap you. I'm going to buy a white border. I'm going to buy a black border one. And then I'm going to black buy a foreign black border soul ring and white border it. That's fine. The FBB ones are shit. Beta or nothing. All right. Beta, I'll buy an alpha beta one. is the original. Four. You're a gatekeeper. Do you know that, Matt? <laughs> Not sure what that means. That means you're trying to you're trying to be an elitist for Magic the Gathering. No, it's just that's the the best version of this card in my opinion. I think the best version is when you buy a a, a black border one and then put white borders on it. That's where I'm sitting. So okay, Corey, this motherfucker, our friend Kev, was Fabio, gave <laughs> gave him a white or a uh, beta plane to white border it. Yes, it's. It's probably just out of spite, you know, to upset you because that's what I would do to my friends. Oh, no. dude, it is so good. No, here's the thing. Kevin, I was over at his house playing Magic the Gathering. Homeless Fabio, friend of the podcast, uh, a podcast alumni. He, uh, I was sitting playing Magic with him and he looked at me. He's like, hey, how do you whiteboarder your cards? I'm like, oh, well, I just take an eraser to the edge and like tape it off and make sure it's even and all those things. He's like, okay, cool. Do you have an eraser on you? I'm like, yeah. So I reached in my bag, gave him an eraser. He's like, Okay, cool. I'll be back. And he just walked away, and I'm like, okay, this is fine. Um, and he comes back, and he hands me a card in like just a normal like penny sleeve, flipped upside down. And I flip it over, and it is a beta planes that he took an eraser to the edge of it, but he did not take any care in fucking like <laughs> making sure the ends were even or anything. So it's just like so roughly erased that like the erasers like into the art and everything. It's so poorly done, but it's this fucking beat up basic planes. And on the sleeve, it just has written have a white Christmas. And he's like, Hey, Merry Christmas, dude. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. This is also the kid that, Never double sleeves anything. He has power. He has beta dual. Uh, very, very expensive shit. And he just one sleeve and good. Oh, that's my kind of guy. Play it loose and fast. Loose and fast would be the exact description I have for Kevin. Like if I had to give him two words, it would be loose and fast. Speaking of loose and fast, I got to get out of here pretty soon because I have some gambling to do for a birthday party. Which, oh, gambling on birthdays. Yeah. He's like, you want to go to the casino? And I'm like, fuck yes. yeah. Uh-huh. It's like opening packs, but with like real money. Yeah. And I can't wait to just lose it all because I'd never fucking gamble. So. Well, you know what? 
it only takes one time to be a winner. Last time I went, I put in like 30 bucks and I won 350 and then I turned to my buddy and I said, "I'm leaving." And I left. <laughs> yeah, good. That's the way to do it. We'll just yeah, do that how again. you actually make money when you're yeah. a gambler. Yeah, so I told him, I'm like, dude, if I win early, I'm just, I'm going to leave. And I love you and happy birthday, but I'm out. I love that. Well, Corey, yes. Before you leave, we do have some business to attend to. Mm, yes. And that is our game for the evening. Matt, do you know what we're doing? Hopefully something that would test him on a knowing of cards that has been that is cumulative from his past experience. You know what? It's very close to that. We're playing accumulated knowledge. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard this game before. You guys need some theme music. You need to come up with some No you motherfucker. Knowledge. We need theme music. <laughs> we need music. Yeah man. Damn it, damn it. It was right there and I missed it. God damn. Okay, so I'm gonna call up Joel Larson. <laughs> he, he's gonna make us some theme music for our game accumulated knowledge so for those of you out there who are not familiar accumulated knowledge we play this every week but not every week do we have Corey. so we're gonna force him to play it instead of either me or matt the idea behind the game is that we go onto the scryfall website and we pull up a random card generated by that lovely beautiful website we ask the name of the card and Corey is going to give us the mana cost of the card. If he gets it right, he gets a point. And if he doesn't, uh, we're going to lower his uh, gambling number for his birthday party by $10. I am undefeated thus far. You are, which yeah. is easily the best record that anybody on this podcast has ever had. I got to defend the title. That's right. You are the people's champ when it comes to accumulating. It's a lot of pressure. Hope I don't right. fuck it. Up. Go back and forth with this, Corey. Before we start, I have I have a bonus that does not count, just to see really really test your knowledge. Ooh, all right. And it is testing your uh, rat connoisseur style. Okay. I love the fact that we're doing the bonus before the actual game begins. <laughs> yeah, just just you know, for the like fuck most tests. All right, Corey. There is one card in Magic's history that has that grants a certain type protection from rats. Can you name that card? Oh, uh, it is the cat from it, it, fuck. It uh, <laughs> uh gives your opponents rats and then it itself has protection rats when did that come out is that a real product was that or was that like uh no not conspiracy um oh i love also because i have no idea like if you would have a phone a friend you would not want to call me yeah um i th i think you got me i think it's i think it's a commander card maybe from the cat deck that came out but i don't I don't have the foggiest. So you're actually pretty spot on thus far. So it's actually called Hungry Lynx. Ah. And yes, it is a 2-2 two -two for one and a green. And it actually grants cats. So cats you control have protection from rats. That and is then, a flavor. And then at the beginning of your end step, target opponent creates a 1-1 one -one black rat creature token with death touch. And whenever a rat dies, put a 1-1 one -one counter on each rat or each cat. Mm. Ooh, that is 
themey as fuck. Yeah, it, it, on a scale of one to themey, <laughs> it's pretty themey. It's super themey. Super duper themey. <laughs> but yes, uh, back to your question, Lib. If you want to bounce back and forth, we can for sure do that. God damn it. Okay. Well, I guess I, Corey. Now that you've already had your bonus question for this round, I feel all warmed up now. Good to go. Yeah, we just nothing like warming up with an incredibly obscure card from a commander set. Am I right? <laughs> it had to deal with rats. I had to. That's fair. It is themey, but it is also obscure. Uh, this one less less themey, but also less obscure. It is tragic slip. Oh, that's a fucking cakewalk, oh, man. Woo, that's uh. I mean, I, I have nothing funny to say about it. It's a single black, and that motherfucker came out in, what, the Innistrad block? You get, like, minus 13 if something died, morbid, something like that. That is 1,000% correct. All right. It came out in Dark Ascension, and yeah, it is a one black instant speed spell. Target creature gets minus one, minus one, but if a creature died this turn, it gets minus 13, minus 13. So, a little bit of banana peel. Yeah, just a, oh, fuck it. Let's go from 1 to 13. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you got that one. Woo! Also, Corey, if you didn't this... know already, you get three hints. Oh, no, right, he... the hints. Yeah, so this one is not fucking a waffle tragic. Uh, this is Scargan Firebird. <laughs> Excuse oh, me? No. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Can you spell that for me? Yes. <laughs> Use it in a sentence. The Scargan Firebird gonna fuck you. <laughs> it is okay. Scargan, S K A R R, and then separate word Firebird, F I R E I R. Ah, oh, that sounds that sounds awful. Um, <laughs> uh, let me get a hint on this one. What would you like for your the flavor text? <laughs> Give me the artist no uh give me <laughs> what give me the power and toughness the power and toughness three three th okay i'm gonna go with a little something called two red red two red red is that your final answer that's my final answer well you're fucking wrong <laughs> <laughs> i would have uh, said two red red as well that seems like a really good guess uh it's actually if you would have got the text you would have done much better probably also leave there is no flavor text so you would have been fucked as well no um, what kind of bad card doesn't have flavor text this is four red red um it has bloodthirst so and if opponent was dealt damage this turn this creature comes into play with three plus one plus one counters on it it has flying and for red, 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 return Scargan Firebird from your graveyard to your hand. Play this ability only if an opponent was dealt damage. Yeah, that would have been yeah. better. What set is this from? This is from Guild Pack. Oh, boy. That's was, where uh, Bloodthirst was. It sounded very, um, you know, uh, Gruel-y, the name did, so. Well, yeah, Scargan uh, limits that pretty Pretty much. I'm pretty sure that was specifically in red and green. Uh, yeah, there's, I didn't know this, but there's only four cards with Scargan in it. Oh, Shinfo. Little fun fact for you. I love that. Corey, are you ready for your next one? I'm ready and waiting. Mine are significantly easier than Matt's. Uh, this one, probably a little bit 
harder than Tragic Slip, but it is Spell Stutter Sprite. Oh, fuck off. Spell Stutter Sprite. It's, I want to say, off the top of my head, one in a blue. Um, What was it in? It was in something that I played. Uh, I mean, I didn't play it when it was a standard. I feel like it was in some other set. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with one in a blue. Corey, is that your final answer? That is my final answer. Well, Corey, one in a blue would be correct. <laughs> Nail yeah, this. Uh, you I'm probably assuming... played this in Modern Masters. Modern Masters would be my would guess. Be yeah. you... Ah, yes. Which uh, which year was that? the very first one? The OG. Uh, okay. Yeah, and Spell Source mm. Rate, like you said, is one in a blue. It is a fairy wizard. It has flash and flying and. Whenever Spell Stutter Sprite enters the battlefield, you counter-target spell with converted mana cost X or less, where X is the number of fairies you control. That's right. Yes. Former yeah. Popper All-Star. It's true. Uh, That's actually probably where I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry, I just scryfold my next card. There's not a fucking chance you're getting this one. <laughs> <laughs> I like how I'm gives like just the easiest cards on the planet and Matt is just shafting. Or, wait, it's, it's, just like... it's not intentional. It's actually really fun. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, Corey, are you ready for uh, numero quattro? I'm, I'm ready as I'll ever be. All right. This is Torsten Von Ursus. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Did you just give him the artist for the card? Nope. Uh, so I'll even I'll spell this one out for you. It is T O R S T N space V O N space U R S U S Torsten von Ursa. Okay. Um, I'm How can go you ahead. accuse me of evil? <laughs> Though these deeds be unsavory, no one will argue. Good shall follow from them. <laughs> Well, um, that sounds like one of those stupid-ass names from back in the day, so I'm going to go ahead and ask for the, uh, what's, what's on the card? What's written on there? What's it got? Uh, I just read it to you. Fucking <laughs> 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 um, off to over here. <laughs> yeah, right on. Um, okay, read, read the flavor text one more time, then. How can you accuse me of evil? Though these deeds may be unsavory, or though these deeds be unsavory, no one will argue. Good shall follow from them. Oh, yeah, that's that didn't help at all. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Whoo! Um, <laughs> I'm dying over here. This thing has no text but that ridiculous flavor text. Oh, wow. Did you um, look this up, Lieb? No, but I'm going to. What's a, I'll look it up after. <sighs> Uh, I got uh, a fucking uh, four black black. I'm going to give you a hint before you answer. Okay. It is summon legend and it is a five five. Okay. Um, So legendary. See, see, I fucking knew it was one of those stupid bullshit fucking legends from back in the day. They have like this fantastic name and it's like, yeah, the card's just pretty much vanilla. Stupid. Uh, Would you really yeah. call that flavor text vanilla? That flavor text is insane. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'll go with four black black on that one. Are you sure? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is that your final answer? I should. Say? That is my final answer. Uh, you would be incorrect. 
This is three white, green, green. Of course it is. Three what? <laughs> Excuse me? Three white, green, green. Six uh, mana creature type on this guy? Legend. Uh, what's the errated creature type? Uh, human soldier. God damn. Wow. It is, if you could not have guessed, it is from Legend. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that checks out. If anybody on the planet would have been able to get this right. Like, I, that's why I started just laughing, because it's like, what the fuck? What even is that card? <laughs> he was a legendary human soldier who guided the ancestors of Banalia out of the ruins of the once great Shilton Empire? Something. I found the Wikipedia page. <laughs> I was no. saying, well, Cor didn't get the card right, but he knows everything about this guy. <laughs> everything about it. Yeah, he has a sweet mustache, too. Good for him. Yeah. Well, if you would have had me for the fifth one, you would have been a-okay. What was your last one? Birds of Paradise. Oh, well, it's not quite that, but it is also far easier than the the card that you just previously Old Torsten? Yeah, old, old Thurston over there. Torsten, your last card, Corey. You fucking plebe. <laughs> Sorry, I'll get his, I'll put some respect on that name. <laughs> Corey, your last card is uh, Blur Sliver. Ah, oh, bitch. That's the one that gives them haste. Ooh. Remember correctly. Now, is that the one from M14? Because that's when, that's actually when I started drafting. That, I drafted M14 like nobody's fucking business because that just happened to be the set that I started playing limited. Oh, I put so much money into that on Moto. Um, or is this one of the old school sliver? Which... Oh, only time will tell. I see what you did there. <laughs> Corey, did um, you know that they move in synchronized swarm, turning entire squads into heaps of bloody rags and bones? Uh, th uh, that does sound um, appealing. So I have no idea. I think there's an old school one that gives them haste, but I have no idea uh, what that one is even called. But I do know that the one from M14 is one in a red, two in a red, something in a red. Well, I do know that this one is named Blur Slash. Ooh, I still have one hint left, right? You do. Give me that motherfucking power and toughness. This creature, which is Blur Sliver, which I cannot confirm nor deny is a sliver, <laughs> is a 2-2. Two -two. Oh, then this is uh, two in a red. Tuna Red, is that your final answer? That's the final. The boy has done it. He did it. Woo! <laughs> you were... The other one was Heart Sliver, just as a... Yes. How, yes. What's the mana cost on that one? One in a red. Ah, yeah, one in red is the one one. Also, if he would have given you the flavor text on Heart Sliver, you would have got it, because it mentions Gerard. Oh, that's an old boy. Yeah, but like like Corey said, Blur Sliver is uh, two in a red. Sliver creatures you control have haste. And it's a 2-2. Also, comparatively to the old sliver, this one says sliver creatures you control. Not sliver creatures. Heart sliver says sliver creatures have a... Ah, yes, this is when they changed it to uh, not all... Makes sense. Hashtag not all slivers. <laughs> yeah, not all slivers. Fucking... You even... I love slivers. Hell yeah, slivers are great. Well, Corey. <sighs> well, undefeated. I was puckering my butthole uh, on that one. I was just praying that last one was easy. Yeah, it turns out it wasn't fucking Thurston, uh, Mick, whatever. Von Ursus. <laughs> <laughs> Old Thurston is, Churchill. That, Thurston will go down as the single most difficult card that has ever come up. 
And oh, yeah. You... No one gets that one. That's just a loss. Yeah, that is I... a historically difficult card. That is literally why I started fucking laughing, because that's how bad it was. God damn. <laughs> well, Corey, uh, you're, you, you, you remain undefeated. You are and the sh- fucking, you're the champ champ. Shout out to uh, Mark Poole for illustrating uh, old Thor- Torsten. No way, is that Mark Poole art? Uh, yes, well, he was Poole. like, he was literally one of like four artists from the get-go. Yes, I love me some Mark Poole. No wonder he has a sweet mustache. Hell yeah. You know, what's know what he was funny? fucking doing? Also, didn't you say your next one was Birds of Paradise? Yes. Also Mark Pole art? Uh, no, it was the shitty new one. Oh, so it wasn't the Mark Pole version? Correct. Oh, yeah. I thought you were just going to go mono Mark Pole on us. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. Bud Corey, you're the champ, bud. So that means you get the shout out for this. Oh, yeah, the shout out. I Don't told... do that shitty Lands Could Kill podcast either. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. I hear they have a really irregular uh, schedule that they put out their episodes, and that really pisses me off when I fucking, can. They fucking do, like, DGens. Seven months, right? That's pretty. Yeah, um, it's it's garbage, and I hate them. And I wish uh, I wish bad things upon their house. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, wow. Uh, shout out. I the guess... world is your oyster, bud. You know, I'm just gonna go through Twitter. Who am I, who am I following that deserves shout out? My I think... favorite thing is that Corey was so unconfident in his abilities that he knew that he, if he won, he got the shout out, and he didn't come prepared. I told, I actually totally forgot that that was a part of it. Um, so we're going to give a shout out to Echo. MTG. So at Echo MT, it is a finance-related uh, digital sto- uh, binder storage along financial, alongside financial data for Magic: The Gathering. And they have an app, and they have a website, and I follow them on Twitter because they'll just randomly give uh, like the extended Storm's Wrath is down nineteen percent. And it's now two dollars and twenty-five cents. Ooh! So every once in a while, I'll just be scrolling through, and I'll be like, "Oh, hey, um, fucking uh, Ayara has gone up, and I have some of those I can get rid of." So fuck yeah! So if you want to be a finance guru like Corey, then you would want to go ahead and go follow Echo MTG. Actually, just follow them because that's super sweet just to see like chaos lace. I don't even know what that is, but it's up at fuck look. <laughs> I yeah. love that. It's just random cards you're scrolling through and you're like, oh, hey, that's gone up. Cool. Oh, you see, everybody, we're learning as you do. <laughs> oh my God. No, yeah, I what like that. Is that's that card? really sweet. Yeah, that's I'm nice. looking at her right now too for the first time. I'm like, oh shit. I didn't even know this thing existed. Yeah, and I think we like met the guy at some tournament. I forget exactly what it was, but. Yeah, check him out. Well, fuck yeah. Uh, shock, shockingly to no one, uh, Jace Wilder of Mysteries is up a hundred and one percent. Not thanks, Inverter. Yeah, you piece of shit, fucking scumbag. Yeah, it went from like five bucks to eleven dollars. <laughs> well, speaking of scumbags, if you want to follow the Fetch and Shock podcast on Twitter, you can find us at Fetch underscore Shock. And if you want to follow me, Tyler, on Twitter, you can find me at at BasicLandBen. If you want to follow Matt, which fucking, I have no idea why you want to do that. I don't either. Uh, 
maybe sometime you you like maybe on occasion have like a reply that's worthwhile. But if you want to follow Matt, he is at it's Bop. And in addition to our normal shout outs or our normal follow plugs, because we all we do is shameless plugs. If you want to follow Corey, you well, can follow. Were... Go uh, ahead. Oh, uh, I was just going to say uh, you can follow me at knife underscore city. And if you want to follow uh, the the other podcast that I do sometimes, it's at if kill with one L because the DCI decided it was too powerful for standard and they banned it. Oh, they banned the L. L is yeah. too powerful. L too yeah. good. Must ban. Yeah. Well, one L's fine. Two L's. That's fucking broken. Mm. How dare you yeah. try to get two L's in there? Yeah. Honestly, that's just greedy of you. How fucking dare you? I was trying to cheaty face it, you know? Oh, you slimy fuck. <laughs> Cheeky bugger, you. God damn. Well, fellas, it seems like we've, we have come to uh, the end of this, this week's uh, podcast. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Uh, it, it's been too long. Yeah, Corey, it's honestly, it, it didn't feel quite right not having you on for this amount of time. You need to come back in at least some reasonable amount of episodes. I would be more than happy to uh, fulfill that uh, fantasy. Yeah, you need to, you need to fill your quota. Yeah, yeah. I I can't be the third member if I'm not on at least like a third of the episodes. You know. Yeah, and we can't be your mistress unless you're on at least like every five to ten episodes. Yeah. I mean, at this point, if Lance could kill, is probably the mistress. I mean, Ooh. You, you guys, you guys are younger. You're in better shape. You don't have any stretch marks. We have and, less uh, teeth. <laughs> yeah, which some might consider a positive, you know, <laughs> for all those gummers out there, you know. Well, so, Virginia, uh, we're speaking to you. <laughs> shots fired. Yeah, I don't know. I have divorce papers, but I haven't filled them out. They're just sitting on my bureau. And uh, we'll see. We'll see if I ever fill them out. Well, when you do, you have a home to come to. <laughs> come into <laughs> yes yes thank you whichever one you prefer whatever you're trying to do that particular day joel well, the mistress you're trying to come into but the home you're trying to come to all o- I, I just i like coming what can i say <laughs> <laughs> a man after our own heart <laughs> and i'm done <laughs> hey i think i think with with that being the last thing said uh <laughs> We will fucking see you later. Nerd! Peace.